Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast Chum 104.5. Podcast. We talked a couple days ago uh, about changes to the resume and how certain things in in this in this generation is not necessary like uh, the objective line where you put objective to willfully gain employment in your company that that line is not even so formal so unnecessary it's not a thing anymore on resumes Mm -hmm. um the object when you are applying for the job for any job is really to stick out in the pack Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like to say you know if if the job applicants uh, represent a stack of resumes on a table you want to be the resume that's in highlighter you want to be the resume that looks different, feels different than every other resume in the, in the pile. That's what I try to tell people. And and I think shorter is better. More succinct is better. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. You one gotta, page. One page. Yeah. Quick and to the point. Brevity equals impact. Mm-hmm. All those good things. Mm-hmm. This thing that this woman did takes the cake, literally. Um, she landed an interview at Nike, the Nike, with her resume. What was so interesting about her resume not really what was in it, but what it was made of. It's a cake. Who doesn't like cake? A cake. A literal cake. Her name is Carly Blackburn, and she's from North Carolina, and she shared how a cake that she sent to, to Nike yeah. landed her a, an interview. Uh, that is ingenious. It's incredible. And if you look at the cake, it's like a white... I guess marble. It's, it's what's like in a, the yellow like a, cake that's like, inside? Yeah, right. But on the top of the cake, it's the white frosting. Right. And in ink, edible ink, or I guess yeah, uh, yeah, food yeah. coloring. Yes. It's her resume printed onto the top of the cake. It's like that that that, that big sheet cake that you get yes. at uh, Loblaws. Yes. Except yeah. there's nothing fancy other than it's all white with white trim around it. And there's her resume right there. Yes. Yeah, so she went to Nike's Beaverton campus, that which is uh, in Oregon. Yeah. The famous campus that everyone wishes. It's like the hall of yeah. of heaven of, of shoes that everyone wishes to get to at some point. Right. And she went there with her eight-month-old son and walked around the entire campus, about 75 buildings worth of buildings, 300 acres, and walked around with this cake. And, uh, yeah, here it is. There it is. Brought it to reception. And they came down and got the cake. And they said, who did this? Well, she got an interview out of it. That's good. Now, I wonder if she's going to get the job. I hope so. She she lost her job. So, you know, trying to get that resume in is really tough. So I like that. It's going back to old school. Yeah. You know, when you deliver the resume or you deliver something with the resume. No one would complain about cake. Look at look at how impactful it is. We're mentioning it in Toronto. I know. I yeah. know. It's very impactful. So yeah. that might give you an idea today on how to uh, get the, uh, the, uh, the attention of a potential <laughs> employer. Make it, a, make it a pizza if you're sending anything to Chum. Just a word of advice. Or a beef patty. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast Chum 104.5. Podcast. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? Text it to 104.536. I think this is one of the, maybe one of the best examples of imposter syndrome I've ever seen. Like, how could he think he's, I mean, he's made so many movies. My first my first memory of Tom Hanks was Bosom Buddies. Do you remember that show? That TV show, yes. The, the, the TV show. I was, yeah. a, I was a little yeah. kid when that came on. Fun. It was a fun movie. Cross, TV, TV show, TV show. It was show. a TV show. Cross-dressing. Well, they were cross-dressing because they, yeah. they couldn't get it. They couldn't get rent. They couldn't find a place to live, so they pretended they were women. Right. They pretended they yeah. were women, and yeah. they were living in that, uh, that right. women's apartment. Right. And Billy Joel's song, My Life, was the theme yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what you say anymore. That was the theme my song. My life. And I was, I remember yeah. seeing Tom Hanks, and then yeah. all of a sudden, after that, he was yeah. in like 
everything else after that. And the beautiful Donna Dixon was the big blonde roommate. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that was really cute. That was Dan Aykroyd's wife. So, yeah, so there you go. That, that, that's where you first met him. And then all of a sudden he showed up on the big screen. I remember him. his first movie for me was big. Big, of course. This is the movie where he was a kid and he wanted to become big. Yeah. He made a wish on the um on the uh the thing. Did he make, was it the thing? The the uh the, the genie. What was that genie thing called again? Oh, my oh God. I know what you're doing. Uh, uh uh yeah, like at the um It's on the board park. It's on the boardwalk in, in, in Santa Monica. What's the name of that genie? The soothsayer. It's a it's a thing. Oh. I know it's in a box. I don't know what that's called. But anyway, anyway, he does that. He meets Elizabeth Perkins, who falls in love with him. And then she realizes what well, he's very childlike. Zoltar. 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 There yes, that was great. I mean, come on. That... Fun. That was fun. And that was her first, like, for me, introduction on that. So, you know, recently he said, and yeah. I shared, you know, this with other people over the last 24 hours. He what? Out of all the movies, he said he only made four good ones. How is that possible? Because they can't all be great. So I'm going to give you some clunkers, all right? Okay, okay. These are clunkers. Okay. These are, Turner and Hooch is a clunker. All right, these are the simple rules. No barking, <laughs> no growling. You will not lift your leg to anything in this house. This is not your room. This is the one where he's like uh, a, a police dog. officer and, yeah. and the dog or yeah. something like that? Right, right. Here's another clunker. Yeah, we don't yeah, have that, a clunker. That was a clunker. That was That's a clunker. A... We don't have a clip for this. I know we don't. Which but... one? They thought this was going to be huge. It was the bonfires of the vanities with Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks, and Melanie Griffith. And that yes. was a bomb. Yes. The book was so big, and they couldn't believe what a bomb that was. I, I remember I was a kid when that yeah. came out. Yeah. But that wasn't very interesting to me when, no. when I saw no. the commercials, at no. least. No. You know what? It was interesting to me, though. Mm-hmm. And anytime it came on TV, I actually was kind of captivated and watched it. Splash! Oh, yeah. This is the one with, where he oh, meets the yeah. mermaid. Oh, yeah. And then he brings her into the house. I forgot and look, about that one. Uh, he, he goes into the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the bathroom, and she jumps into the bathtub, and she turns the water on and yeah. throws the salt <laughs> in the bathtub. And he walks in, and she's That's a mermaid. He, right. I was both freaked out and intrigued by that scene. I was yeah. like, what the hell is I remember going to the bathtub and thinking, will I turn into a mermaid? Oh, Sometime you're a ever? kid. Yeah, was a kid. <laughs> um, what do we think of Green Mile? I like to read my own. That was a great movie. That's the serious stuff, yeah. Yeah. He I, does comedy. He does romantic comedy. He does really serious, dramatic roles. Right? I, so what, what about Forrest Gump? I mean, Loved. Yeah. That's got to be one of love, his favorites. Love, yeah. Yeah, love that one. I mean, that movie. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So good. What is he doing, Tom Hanks? Um, tech, keep texting us because some good ones are coming in. What were your favorite Tom Hanks movies? Apparently, he thinks only four of them were good. <laughs> and he's not saying which four. Yeah, is I know. He? No, he's not saying which four. Maybe okay. one day he will, but it's in this new book. We'll take a look at some more of those movies that you're saying are Tom Hanks' greatest. Chum 1045, text 104536. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast Chum 1045. Podcast. Marilyn. Diagnose uh, Tom Hanks for me. What is going on with him? I don't know. He only said, like, with all the movies that he has made, and some of them were clunkers, yeah. But he's saying out of the great ones he made, and all of them, four of them are the are, are the are the best ones. He, he only likes four think, of them. Yeah, I only made four, about four good ones. Four days. good ones. Well, how could he so flippantly throw away I a career know. that pretty much all of Hollywood uh, envies, really? People would love to be Tom Hanks in that, that level where yeah. his movies are part of the fabric of 
film. Let's not forget this fantastic line from League of Their Own. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. I loved him in that role. How many people get to play alongside Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna? I know. Too fun. And so funny when he did that. It was so great. That is an epic movie. Here's one of my favorites. Okay. Sleepless in Seattle. There is no way that we are going on a plane to meet some woman who could be a crazy, sick lunatic. Didn't you see Fatal Attraction? <laughs> I love that. I know it's it's some, to some people it's corny, but it's uh, one up from a Hallmark movie, and I loved him. Not my that. genre. No. But uh, it's in Sweet. It, pretty much in every movie conversation, Sleepless in Seattle. Now, sure. one that he really loved doing, I thought, maybe this is on his list, yeah. is Apollo 13. Say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I've watched that movie over and over and over again. And he made that line, I mean, which is a famous line, but yeah. he r- gave life to that line. Right. Houston, we have a problem. That's yeah. one of the greatest lines in movies. And after he did that movie, he's done a lot of stuff with Spielberg, like documentaries on space. So that's maybe on his list of the four that he thinks are pretty good. How about this one? Toy Story. My name is Woody. This is my spot. <laughs> I mean... Let's talk about range. Oh, my God. You know, we're talking about sappy uh, rom-coms. Right. We talked about the comedies. Yeah. And he got a kid's movie. Kid's movies. He's done that. One of my favorites, um, Tear Jerker. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, of course. Some private in the 101st lost three of his brothers, and he's got a ticket home. Oh, what a, what, a, what a journey. That movie has got to be on his list. Uh, if it is, of four, I'm going to sh- point my finger at him. What's wrong with you? It has to be on his list, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you think... Castaway made the list? Yeah. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> there you go! Light it up! Come on! The tone of the dead is I think I think the stat is like 80% of the movie he was acting by himself. Well, that's it. And I and he and remember like he lost so much weight because he had to look like he was starving. He was on emaciated, yeah. And then, he was uh, stuck on the island. I, I, that has to be. He acted with a with a with a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Like, that's like, great. No. And you know, listen. There's so many other movies, like another kids movie, like Polar Express, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia was mind blowing. Come on, man. That was so. So anyway, Tom Hanks. Uh, if you're listening, uh, what are you what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You said only four good movies. We just named about seven or eight of them. I'd like to know what is on his list. What do you think, Jamar? What is? What do you, what do you think? Like, like, I, I, hard I, to just decide. I don't us. know what's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with him. But yeah. it, it's definitely more than four. It's at least double four. You know what else I think it's about, too? Yeah. It's about what the experience was like and how he felt about what he felt like doing the movie and maybe who the director was. So maybe that's what it is. Da Vinci Code. Great movie. Yeah, well, there you go. Elvis, just a couple days. Well, no, that was terrible. He was terrible. He was a Colonel Parker. I, I liked the movie, but I didn't think he was the right person for that one. That that was a clunker for me, but I loved the movie. Yeah. I know, but we still have to mention Polar Express because yeah. they even made, you know, live. What is it called? Oh yeah, the live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Around the movie. I mean, it's really about the immersive experiences because yeah. then you go through them and then you smell hot chocolate and then you're you're going. I'm getting too excited. She it's likes fine. Christmas. I'm bringing it down. I, 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 it, more, <laughs> more Christmas. Big, big more surprise. Christmas. I get it. I, get it. <laughs> I vote Polar Express. Sure you do. Okay. Well, Tom Hanks, feel, feel better about what you've done, man. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast Chum 104.5.
podcast. If you're going to the movies anytime soon, here's a, a list of things that you should not do at the movie anymore. Don't do these things because uh, the movie professionals, namely the people that work there, are telling you, hey, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your snack, to your go-to snack at the movies when you, when oh. you go to a movie? Gosh, that's such a great question. Twizzlers. Twizzlers, sure. Yeah. Uh, do you like goobers at all or no. milk duds? No. Okay, do you like popcorn? No. Okay, don't like popcorn. Do not like popcorn. Okay, well, for those many who do like popcorn, like myself, and love when you get that perfectly buttered bag of popcorn. Yeah. The movie professionals are telling us not to do that anymore. Okay, give me the adult. Do you want butter? Is it real butter? It's butter flavoring. Yeah. Well, what is it made of? It's yellow. Yeah, that's the point. Oh my. Apparently, at many movie theaters, the butter is not real butter. It is a yellowish, brownish oil flavored like butter. What's real anymore? Yeah, uh, not this. So other things. But would you still have it anyway? I think so, yeah. I think you will. <laughs> it's supposed to be like the most unhealthy thing on the face of planet Earth, by the way, too. Could you, could you, to have that? Yeah, buttered popcorn, movie theater buttered popcorn is supposed to be one of the most unhealthy things you could possibly eat. And it's just so small. And like, could you eat there. the popcorn with just salt? I could, but it's not as fun. Okay, You want that right, nice right. buttery taste, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and you want it like in through the middle of the bag and everything. And it does smell good, I have to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, another thing you should not do at the movies anymore uh, is make a, a big mess, huge mess. Um, it, you probably don't think about it, but it takes the the movie uh, people a lot of time to clean up those yeah, seats. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a huge job. It's a huge job. And even though it's their job, you shouldn't make it any tougher than it take really the, is. Take your garbage out. What's the What's the problem? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Expe- uh, speaking of garbage, uh, all the nasty things that we do in the movie theater when we think no one's looking. Yeah. Because, you know, it's dark and, you know, yeah. a lot of times, a lot of space in between seats. Yeah. It's a good time to get kind of cozy and uh-huh. intimate. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that anymore. Reason being is, as dark as it is in the movie theater, they can still see you. A lot of the high end or even uh, most of the movie theaters right now have really good camera equipment that could see in the dark. Like, like night vision cameras. Like in the army and stuff. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. All right. Engage night vision. And they could see all of your naughty bits and everything that you're doing in the seat. Don't be doing that. And it's disgusting Uh. because someone else is sitting there after you've done soiled the seat. Mm. All right. Next. (laughs) With your fake butter. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Um, How about... You know, let's just have a little etiquette when we're in a movie. You know, stop talking, stop kicking seats. Shut your trumps and stop kicking the seats! We're trying to watch the movie! And if I have to tell you again, we're going to take it outside and I'm going to show you what it's like! Thank you, George. Yes, kicking the seat. I mean, come on. Like, it's a group setting. It's people from everywhere. Be respectful of the person in front of you. Don't take out your bright iPhone 14 yes. Plus Max yes. with the big screen and yeah. start texting somebody. Don't have a whole conversation on the phone or to the person next to you in the movie. We're all here together to watch the film. Yes. Be quiet. That's why we went to the theater. Exactly. And when you're watching it, it's not like you're at home on the couch and you comment to your partner, I can't believe what's going to happen next. Not cool. Not cool. Do that on your own time in your own house. Yes. And last but not least, you know uh, those days where you used to sneak into movie theaters and try to go get like three movies in one day yeah. for one movie? Don't do that anymore. They can, they can, they they have a foolproof way of figuring out who's in the movie and who should be there and who shouldn't be there. All right. And also, don't bring in 
your own food. Oh, uh, you can't bring food into the theater. Huh? Oh, no, I'm not. I, I bought it over there with that food. No, you didn't. How do you know that? Because we don't serve spaghetti, and <laughs> I just watched you walk in with it. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast. These are some things that uh, we all need to remember when we're heading to someone's house for Thanksgiving so you don't annoy the host. Mm-hmm. Okay? But secretly, you might be annoying the host, and that's the problem. Uh-huh. Right? For example, yeah. when you show up late, when you show up late, even if things happen, you know, whatever, when you show up late to Thanksgiving, it could be secretly annoying to the host. It is because I think everything is so, let's say Thanksgiving dinner particularly, is so timed out. Turkey, you know, the sides, all that stuff. So they need to sit down at the at a certain time. And if you're late, I just say go on with the party without that person. But, man, that's frustrating for people. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah. don't forget to try to be on time. Or a little bit before that, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, how about when you bring a gift? A gift that requires work is a problem. Yeah. Can see, I give an example of that? Sure. Thank you so much for the bouquet of flowers, Jamar. That's really sweet. But I, I'm cooking dinner over here, and I have to find a vase that will do the thing and cut the flowers and put them in the vase because you'll probably want to see the flowers in action. Right. And so that is so if you are going to do that, make sure the flowers are already in a vase. There you go. Yeah. Flowers are work, aren't they? They are a lot of work, yeah. And also, if you if you bring in wine that you love, don't expect to drink it at that particular dinner because the host has already arranged for that. And that requires work. Oh, aren't you going to open up that wine? I go, well, you have a, I already have wine set up for this this dinner. Right. You know what I mean? You're ruining their, their whole, uh, their th- whole their presentation. That's right. All right. Okay. Uh, third, um, listen, we're all humans. And we all have to do human things, but be very careful when you, you use the bathroom yeah. at, a, at, at a person's home. Because if the bathroom is messed up for that big, big occasion, uh, that's going to inconvenience a lot of people. So be very careful when you head into a host's bathroom. Toilet seats. You clean, know, clean up your mess. Wipe everything down. Yep. Uh, open a window if you got to. Don't you use can. the decorative towels. Don't use the decorative towels. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll sometimes at my house you see the towels and you're like, wait a second. Do you have other towels that we can that use? One. Do we, what, do we, I'm confused, but what towel am I going to use? The, yeah, the one with the pumpkin or the one without the pumpkin on it? Right, the one without the pumpkin. Is it by the sink <laughs> that I know to use it? Yeah. Hanging, okay. No, it will be hanging on the thing. Okay. okay yeah, well, you maybe know, I have too many towels to, in my to the point. To, to your point. <laughs> The host needs to make sure that it's very clear which towels are for use True. and which are for decoration. Yeah, yeah. True. Okay. And then why is it just for decoration? I have to go on this a little bit. Why Why can't we use Because the towel? one on the sink is to wipe up the water on the sink. Right. Okay. And then the one that's hanging is the one for, is your, the hands. One for your hands, but okay. not the decorative one. Use the other one, but don't use the white one. <laughs> yeah. This whole decorative towel <laughs> thing is dumb to me anyway. It's, it's like, so dumb. Just to give me towels. Yeah. Give me towels. But. <laughs> That's not going to change, so we might as well figure out how to do this. Gotcha. Or use you... the one with the pumpkin on it. Okay. Okay. Um, Get a new one next year. Okay. Major spills. We got to be careful when we. Oh, red wine. Thanksgiving. Yeah, the wine, all of the cranberry juice, whatever, the, whatever you're drinking. Be careful where you put your glass. You know, right next to the sofa is not a good place to put a glass. On the floor, anywhere, 
any place where it could be hit by somebody, just be extra careful where you put the glass. Mm-hmm. Because what the person does not want is when everyone's gone and everything's all said and done, they've got that big stain on their carpet or on their floor or on the counter mm-hmm. that will remind them forever of you and your presence. Right. That will and always it, be the Maryland Memorial stain. Yeah, that's don't right. want it. You don't want that. Remember the time you came over? They never people. People never forget. The other thing is, when it happens, you should tell them. Like yep. that's the thing. Same thing in the bathroom. You know, if there's something, if if something breaks or something, you should tell your host. Maryland Dennis and Jamar podcast. Chum one zero four five podcast. So, looking at the list of things not to do. At Thanksgiving, so you don't annoy the host, we've added to the list, or you've added to the list, ra- rather. Let's go through some of those items that people sure. are saying. Don't do these things. Okay. Um, don't bring up politics at the dinner table. Oh my God, don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Unless you've taken a survey of what people's political views are beforehand. Yeah. Um, but chances are there's somebody that doesn't agree with your politics. Can you say it one more time? Don't do it. Don't bring up politics. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, don't go through people's medicine cabinets. <laughs> That's what we texted. Don't go through the host's medicine cabinet. Can I tell That's you a my weird thing? thing? That's weird because people. But everyone do does they. it. <laughs> of course they. Do. I've never done that. You've never gone through someone's medicine cabinet. No, why would well, I? Neither have that? I. We agree. Okay, so <laughs> so my dear friend Ray Staples many years ago told me the story of people. She knew that this one person would always go, I think it was a, a relative of hers, would always go through a medicine cabinet. She couldn't figure that out why. So one day she put a bunch of marbles in the medicine cabinet. Oh, that's great. And they opened the medicine cabinet uh-huh. and all the marbles uh-huh. come falling out. <laughs> and then you hear yeah. In the bathroom? Right. That's like, right. yeah, this person and, uh, tried to go through my medicine cabinet. Uh, There's that confirmation, and it, I, I guess it never happened again. Yeah. It's just really interesting to see what people's ailments are. Like, what are you dying from? Like, I would love to know. I, I, you know, <laughs> if, if, if anything, I will look underneath a cabinet if they run out of toilet paper, and I feel guilty with that. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to see this. But, okay, so I do that. But, yeah, but medicine cabinets. All right. Crazy. Don't do it. I will don't stop. Do. Okay. Um... Don't show up early. Someone said showing up too early could be equally as annoying as showing up late. And I have to really agree with that person. Me too. Because imagine if, you know, you're still cooking a meal, you're still setting a table, you're still getting things, you're washing plates, you're getting things ready. All of a sudden, ding dong, someone said, what are you doing here? And now you've got to both set up and entertain this early person. They're just sitting there staring at you. Get set. Sorry, we're early. I'm thinking I had another five minutes to just do one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do some laps around the neighborhood. Yeah. Don't show up early. Exactly. Sit out in your car. Enjoy chum. Listen. Good call. (laughs) Good call. Uh, Don't bring food with you unless it's been previously arranged, says one texter. Yeah. You know, uh, once again, the host has a, a perfectly planned out meal with all of the sides, everything timed out. Yes. You bring another meal. It's like, what did you bring this for? Where do I, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? It's a, it's the same thing as the wine. You know, take it as a gift, but you're not going to deliver it on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, h- how do you get people to leave at the end of the meal? That's a that's a that's a very very big question. A lot of people want to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll have to. We'll see. We might throw that out to everybody for tomorrow. Because uh, that's a whole different topic. That's a whole yeah. different set of uh, <laughs> processes. <laughs> that's right. Um, no conspiracy theories at the dinner table. 
<laughs> You're not going to solve the world's conspiracy theories at the table, so don't even bring them up. Oh, I got, I got one for you. Sure. You know, when you're having a conversation at the table and you've invited other people to your table, which is really nice. Some uh-huh. people don't have a place to uh, hang out. Talk about things that are relevant to, like, if you keep talking about people that people don't know or something that happened to the family in the past, it doesn't, it's so, it's so. Uh, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? It's, then you have, then somebody has to just sit there and just listen and they can't participate in the conversation. Exactly. You're talking about something that I have nothing to add to. I just have to sit there That's and right. fake laugh. At, like, wow, <laughs> yeah. wow, that really happened. <laughs> Try to stay current of today. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Conversationalists. I know families get locked into that. They live in the past. And they, I, I get that. But be grateful for the present. Yes. Ooh, what a gift. Exactly, uh-huh. Mom. <laughs> All right. You kids, come on. Do and, you remember in fourth grade? Yes, yeah. I remember. I was there. Yeah. I did that. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Relationship expert Tracy Cox uh, says, quote, there has been a massive shift, a massive shift in what women will and won't put up with when it comes to uh, infidelity in their relationships. And once upon a time, according to Tracy Cox, uh, people would turn a blind eye towards infidelity. They'd be like, this is just the way it is. This is just, you know. Just don't bring it into my house, that type of attitude. Uh, this is supposed to be a very different time right now where the rules are different. And I'm part, partially because there are other forces coming into play. One of those forces being social media, the Internet, email, all those things. It has rewritten the rules. So let's go through some of the rules that may have changed. Um, going to adult bars like clubs and yeah. you know places like that. Once upon a time, it was kind of like a boys will be boys thing, whatever. Now, this relationship expert says there needs to be a discussion before somebody goes to one of these bars. What would you say? Well, if, if your partner came to you and said, hey, this is what the guys want to do tonight. What? How do you feel about this? Well, I'd be that would be nice to let me know because I'm married to you that that's what you're going to do tonight. And then go have. I would say go have fun. Go have fun. Yeah. 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 Um, it, are they, are, did she talk about not talking about it and just sneaking out to the bar with the Yeah, because once upon a time, guys would just go yeah. and not say anything. But there's, yeah. she's saying now that there needs to be a discussion about that. I don't like those bars. I'm not a fan of them. Um, I just My thing is, like, number one, I don't like throwing away my money with not getting product. So that's not really what I want to do with my money. And number two, I don't like leaving the place frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. When did that start, though? Um, when you're young, it's so exciting. It, yeah, it started around university. Yeah, when I like <laughs> started money. making a little money, I was like, yeah. "Wait, I'm not gonna waste my money on this." Right. So that's just yep. me. Okay, mm-hmm. dirty dancing, like kind of like dancing with people at nightclubs with uh, while you're out at friend with friends. Another thing that uh, once upon a time was just like whatever. It's just a club. Yeah. But uh, this relationship expert is saying that that might be crossing a line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you know you don't want to do anything in private that you don't want your partner. To yeah, exactly. I agree with her on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the rules around um, sending photos of yourself to other people—not <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, not I mean, a good idea. The, not a good idea. Like that is a discussion that you need to have with people these days yeah. because once upon a time, it would just happen. Now we need to talk. Like, 
I don't want you sending pictures to anybody. That is a discussion that relationships have to have. The fact that you have to have that discussion is troubling to me. Well, when you think about, you know, the evolution of the internet and social media, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe two generations now? Yeah. Maybe? I mean, it's yeah. pretty new, the whole thing. And once upon a time, it just wasn't happening. So now you have to talk about that. How do you feel about this? You know, you were brought up properly because you know Jamar, what the right thing and the wrong. You yeah, know, no one's person, gonna like that. No one's gonna, but no one's gonna like that. But the thing is, where is that sense of, I don't know, dignity and the respect for another relationship that people do not know this? Well, Marilyn, the correct answer is I was brought up in a different time. Now, if you're growing up, like say if you were born in 2006, you don't know a world where you're not sending pictures to people. So by the time you get to relationship age, having to talk to someone and be like, I don't want you sending pictures is a pretty wild concept. So that's part of the adult conversation you have with yes. your children. And are these people, parents, having these conversations with their kids? A lot of them are growing up. No, I agree with I you. I mean, and not, not even to not even to a fault. Like right. they're parents who didn't send pictures to that's people. Right. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. Podcast Chum 1045. Podcast. Shout out to anybody that's going through some changes with their body right now and you're not really sure why these changes are happening, you might just be stressed. Stress causes all types of physical changes and responses to the body that you're probably not aware of. Can we go through some of those really please, quickly? Please. All right. Uh, anybody losing any hair? Just hair loss, little patches, or Ooh. just seeing that you're shedding more often than usual? Wow. You think that you're having some kind of hair issue. Yeah. You might just be having a stress-related issue where... The stress in your body is causing you to lose hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to think about. Sometimes, like, you know, when you brush your hair, sometimes a little bit of hair comes out. That's normal. Yes. But you're just saying, like, oh, wow, it feels thinner on the side or something like that. That's stress. Might be related. stress. Yeah, Might be stress. I can see that. Let's look at the skin. Breakouts. <laughs> Are you breaking out? All of a sudden, you're seeing a pimple here, uh, a blackhead here. Yeah. Um, stress can alter the hormones and the hormone balance in your body. This could lead to breakouts because uh, when your body produces the cortisol, yes. the stress hormone, mm-hmm. uh, it signals to some glands in your body that it's time to reduce or, excuse me, produce oil. Yeah. And the oils eventually clog, clog the pores and then boom. And then you look in the mirror and you go, how old am I? And I'm still getting acne? There it is. It's stress. Stress. Mm. Stress. Mm-hmm. Of course, this one might be a little more apparent to you. Muscle <laughs> tension. Muscle tension. <laughs> if you've got tension in your muscles, back, shoulders. Yeah. Um, it might just be stress. Like when you get stressed, you kind of like tense up a little bit and start holding all this, I guess, pressure in the certain muscles. Yeah, the the shoulders go up, don't they? Yeah. You just kind of because you think if you if you do that, it it'll make the stress go away a little bit or hold on to no pain. It's kind of even, a weird thing. Even if you wake up uh, in the morning with like a sore jaw, you might be grinding, grinding your teeth and clenching your jaw in your in your sleep. This is this is an indication of stress for many people. That's a sign for sure. Insomnia and fatigue, I think that goes without Sam. Yep. Um, if you're always tired and you can't sleep, you might be having a stress-related uh, mental thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Changes in appetite. Yeah. Notice that you can't eat or you, you have no appetite. Or do you notice that you're binge eating? Yeah. That you're going back to the fridge over and over and over again to get another nibble of that other thing that you, you love? Because you can't get enough. Yeah. I hate that. Stress eating. I, yeah. Okay. Headaches, of course. Yes. You always, uh, people rub their temples or rub their head when they're uh, getting a headache. But why am I getting a headache? Mm-hmm. It could be stress. 
And last but not least, colds. How about that? Well, your immune system breaks down when you're under stress. So that's why that, that enter in the cold. Yeah. Enter in the, I'm not feeling very well. And that's probably part of the reason. And the other thing is, you're tired. You've had, you're suffering from insomnia. That does it too, right? That one is, that's one I, I, I need to look at because yeah. I notice when I'm stressed, the cycle happens. I get stressed, then I get lack of sleep, which leads to the immune system breaking down, then I get a cold. Yeah. Yep. No, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And you, you, before you go to bed, you go, please sleep tonight. Yep. Please. Please don't do anything. And you too, Kofi. Interrupt my sleep tonight. Let this one be a good one, please. Yes. Yeah. Please. All right. Please. Okay, so just some things to think about. Hair loss, breakouts, muscle tension, fatigue, insomnia, changes in appetite, headaches, and colds. Breathe. Shoulders down. <sighs> good luck. Nice one. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 104.5. Podcast talked about um thanksgiving weekend and all the things that you probably do that annoy the host of the party a lot of things that you probably were not even aware of one big thing we also have to remind you is that when the party's over it's done and uh how do you get people to to realize that hey it's time to go home uh you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. That, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, we know you're having a good time, but the host needs to go to bed. Everybody has a different method. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? Cause I, I really don't host too many parties at my uh, house, so I don't have that problem. I, I'm probably the person overstaying my welcome. I think I what I no, I don't think so. I think I think you when you're sitting alone at the table, Jamar, that means it's time for you to go home. OK. Not your house. Um I just, I, I say, uh, guys, I have to go to bed, and so do you. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I'm done, because, and, you know, it's hard. And, and what is it, an awkward laugh, or is it high fives? What do people do? No, they go, okay, it? all right, I'm surprised you stay up this long, Marilyn. That's what I usually get. Okay. And it's midnight, you know, that kind of idea, uh-huh. or one o'clock. And I mean, but I, you know, I, I if, if push comes to shove, I try to stay up for as long as I want, because it's like a celebration with friends but i mean uh, there comes a point where i can't even think about anything but that pillow there there are a couple a couple cues you can look out for at a party that you you really do understand that people are trying to end the whole thing for example when people start clearing like cleaning up and they're cleaning up around you you know say you're sitting down at the table and people start picking up your plates for you and they're picking up cups mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there and they're literally cleaning up around you yeah that's probably a, a cue that hey at some point, I'm going to get picked up and thrown out as well. So let me just pick myself up and go. Well, you know, no, that means dessert's coming on its way. That's that's how right. I, I was going to yeah. say because I like, yeah. if I have people over, yeah. I like to clean throughout the whole time. Yeah. I'm not waiting till the end. Like it's no. going to drive me nuts to yeah. see garbage everywhere. So yeah. I'm just cleaning up throughout yeah. the whole thing. So I wouldn't right. say that. Yeah. Or also, I mean, don't you think there's points in the discussion or just like the group conversation where there's that, like that lull where no one's saying anything, and you realize there's nothing less to say. So right. I'm going to get to leave. That's my cue. (laughs) Really? Yeah, no, I I can see that happening. But yeah, I, I, it's a funny thing. There's just, you know, there's always when the when the party is over, there's always one that does not know that the party is over. So I think as a host, you have to kind of make the announcement. But I hear what you say about the lull. There might be a little bit of a there is a moment where you're just like, all right, we've done all we could do. We've laughed at everything we could laugh at. We've eaten all we can eat. That's right. But there is a moment that people don't catch that you catch. You hear the lull, right? Right, and that's and the first person that hears the lull, it says, "Guys, listen, it's been great," and they get up and leave. Your host is grateful. 
thinking. Okay, good. You heard that lull, too. Someone texted him, slowly take away the alcohol in the room. Ah. Oh. <laughs> motions that we're, cl- yeah. we're closing up. Right, right. Thin. Yeah. Uh, another person says the party is over when the host offers the take-home Oh, offers the take-home food for the guests. Hey, do you want a take-home bag? Some leftovers, Do you yeah. want some leftovers? Yeah, yeah. That's when the party's over. The Tupperware's out. Let's see it. Bye, guys. When they're starting to give you the uh, the take-home stuff. Yeah. Maybe there's some other things that we can do to let people know that the party's over. Okay. Text 104536, and we'll give you a couple more of our methods. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. Chum 1045. Podcast. You'd think that people would be aware that it, you know, it's time to go home, but a lot of people are not. So how do you let them know, especially this weekend, being Thanksgiving weekend, how do you let people know that it's time to leave? One person says they bought some cocktail napkins that actually have on the napkin. Please leave by 9 p.m. Ah! Can you imagine? Wow. You get your cocktail, you get your, your oh, drink. Oh, my God. You look God. down the napkin says, please leave by 9 p.m. <laughs> that's cute and funny. So it's kind of... Cute. That's one way to call it. Yeah, because it's probably in a nice font. <laughs> Maybe. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> Uh, there's an aggressive font and there's a nice font. That's for sure. Sure, sure, sure. You put in a bold 12-point font. That's very aggressive. How about this one? Another person says that they have a banner actually up in their house that says, please leave by 10 p.m. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. That is, that is very aggressive. aggressive. Um, this one's a little more subtle. A uh, person says, my husband's family has a custom that comes from their hometown in Italy that uh, you make coffee. That means the evening is over. When the coffee starts getting okay. passed around the room, you know the party's over. Yeah. Another person says that uh, there is a tradition in the UK. Uh, when you go to a birthday party, yeah, they don't serve the birthday cake until the very, very, very end of the party. So when you start getting slices of birthday cake in the UK, apparently, have you experienced this? Have you, anyone ever no, seen this? No, you start no. Getting I saw a TikTok. A TikTok? Okay. Of somebody mind blown <laughs> yeah. about it. When you get the slices of birthday cake in the UK, that's when you know oh. they're wrapping it up because they're going to wrap up the cake for you and it's time for you to go. Okay, I did not know that. Of course, they're classic songs that let us know it's uh, it's time to get out of here. We know the classic bar favorite, Closing Time. Closing time. <laughs> you don't have to go home. <laughs> yeah, this is when the lights come on. You could see all the beer on the floor. Oh, you see how right. not attractive they were that you've been dancing with all night. You're like, oh, Ooh. God. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. You. He's going back. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to the washroom. I'll be right back. Uh, Head to the exit. Pum. Straight to your uh, of Does course, anybody look good when those lights go up? I don't think so. Nobody but. does, and they don't no. smell good either. No, no. Of course, if you go to Caribbean parties, yeah. uh, if you go to a, a, a soca fete, there is a song that, that gets played that... Everyone knows party done. Listen. The funny thing about this song, you're always wondering, is the party really over or, right. <laughs> or are they are they just playing the song? Right. You're like, no, it can't be over. Why are they is playing it really this? Over? This can't be over. Do they play it a couple times? Uh depends. They might play it a couple maybe. times. Maybe. Okay, okay. And then fade it out. Yeah, and then you know, and you're just wondering, does the DJ really like this song, or all the lights coming up? <laughs> Heartbreak. Anyway, be mindful. Think about it. Look around. Take the cues. Take the cues, and right? And then take your keys. The nonverbal cues. Get They're right there. Here. Yeah. Get out of here. Here's your Tupperware. See you later.
<laughs> what did you say? Do you bring your own Tupperware or do you use theirs? Oh my gosh! What I I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You did. You, you left You're dreaming. You're dreaming. I'm so yeah. What are you? What is? What, I don't even know. What, what is going know. through your is mind? Is he talking to me right now? You're I don't dreaming. Know. Why He's so he quiet right now. I haven't even know. I what don't know what he said. How how could you even think of a thing like that? Oh, I've never. What's going on? Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. Chum 104.5 podcast. Shout out to anybody who has been scrubbing and wiping and hand sanitizing for the last couple of months, maybe even years. You've been doing the right thing according to what you were told. Now, you may need to stop doing it. Um, They're calling it the new hygiene hypothesis. Um, First, let me ask everybody. Have you guys noticed that everyone's allergic to things? Like it's cool, I do. The kids are so allergic to so many things. I used peanut butter sandwiches to school right? when I was a kid. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. No, I know. Um, there's so many things now. I mean, you've got the bread allergies, this allergy, the yeah. egg allergies. Uh-huh. A lot of these allergies, I personally don't remember being around yeah. when I was a kid, and now they've you know seem to pop up everywhere. Um, doctors are saying that they believe that we've become too clean of a society. We've been way too clean. Everything from our soaps, which have antibacterial properties, some of our surfaces and our cleaners and cleansers, our household cleaners, they have all these antimicrobial properties that break down bacteria and really clean the skin, clean the surfaces, but they've gotten things too clean according to pediatric uh, hospital uh, doctors. Yeah, they're saying... Very technical term I just used. Well, no, I know. Yeah, they're saying we've gotten too clean. More allergies, more more, uh, uh, asthma cases, uh, that kind of thing. Allergic conditions, yeah. Yeah, they're saying uh, because we've gotten so clean and so so focused on antibacterial and anti-germ, we're not getting exposed to the proper levels of allergens in our environment, thus making children who become grown-ups that are prone to more allergies Mm -hmm. um it's a growing concern among doctors and that is the new hygiene hypothesis we become way too hygienic is it like desensitized to germs a little bit yeah a little bit a little desensitized so a little bit so there you know that to me if you want to um uh, set up antibodies for little kids just put them in kindergarten That's oh, man, they come home with everything. Everything. They come home with everything. And then we get it. Whatever this kid brought home yeah. from daycare, yeah. we all got it. Yeah. One by one. Like, and no matter how much that stuff is out there, you know, the antibacterials, so, you know, like because of because of the lockdown. But, yeah, it's, same with us, with Everly. So I wonder, you know, how many of us are willing to, to ditch the sanitizers and stuff and maybe try to beef up the immune system a little bit and get a little more used to uh, the the uh, the germs around us. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing because hand sanitizers everywhere. I mean, look, there's bottles here. Yeah, there's bottles here. There's bottles all over the place. the last time this has been used because this was during the... the the time that we were not here, and so the people that were here used it. Mm-hmm. This is almost done now. I don't think it's even mm-hmm. working. But I don't think I use this. I know I don't. I don't. I don't. I went by my front door. I see people using it when they come in. But I've gotten into the habit when I see those sanitizer dispensers. I'll just stick my hand under them just yeah. because. And I mean, I got. I don't know if I feel bad or if I'm killing anything. I don't know uh, what I'm doing. But you, you're doing it. It's yeah. just. Uh, it's just a reflex at this point. I'm just like, eh, you know. Yeah. Rough. I. Left my home, my home, got yeah. into my car, and used my hand sanitizer. Yeah, this morning. Did you in Where your own it, house? Your, like, just in my glove. It's in my console. Oh, yeah. See, do that. See, you're 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 killing off your own germs. Yeah. your own little uh, 
But it's Fire like I touch the elevator buttons. I oh, yeah, yeah, the door. yeah. I get it. I, I get got the that. biggest bottle of hand sanitizer in my car. Like, I'm trying to kill, kill like, <laughs> kill a whole colony. It's crazy. Yeah. Bathe your body in the it. wipes. I think I've got the wipes, but I don't, like, I, I know there's a thing down the hall, and I, I, I see people using that, and occasionally I do. It's not that I don't care. It's just that it's not in my... My mind I understand. It, yeah. I understand. Yeah. It, well, it might be a time to take it down a notch. I don't sure, know. maybe. You could uh, let us know if you're considering doing okay. so. But yeah, that's what they're saying. The hygiene hypothesis. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. Chum one zero four five podcast. Random fact for you this morning. Yes. You know the uh, the pen that's in your hand, or maybe in your bag. The pen cap. Yeah. The pen cap. Yeah. If you look at it, it has that little hole at the top. Yeah. Many people don't know what it's for. Now you know. Listen. Have you ever wondered why pen caps have those little holes in them? Well, most people think it has something to do with the ink, but the actual reason is much more important than that. Pen companies are actually required to add these little holes. You see, it's just enough space for airflow if the cap gets stuck in someone's throat. Okay, can I tell you how many times I chewed on pen caps in high school? Yep. I mean, I had no idea. And how many times you could have swallowed that pen yeah, cap? Yeah, exactly. And that little... Uh, the big pen. That little little modification in the cap wow. would have saved your life. Wow. I did not know that. Because if you swallow the pen cap, it gets lodged in your throat. Right. There's at least a little bit of air that could go through the, the Wow. Cap. How about okay. that? Okay. That ends the requirement that they have to do now. Wow. I had no... You knew about that, huh? I did know that. Wow. I did know that. I That's did know fascinating. That. That's fascinating to me. Well, thank you. Thank you to the pen makers for thinking of us. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of always using a big pen at in high school. You? Is it always yep. that like always that classic that cl- clear big pen? Yeah. Or the white one with the uh, the inside, right? You know what I mean though when you take off the pen uh, the pen cap never stayed on the pen in my world ever. And it, I would always kind of bend that little thing. I loved bending that thing. That thing. The little the right. little the, what do the they call blue, that thing? The blue thing. The little so stick, there's a the stick lapel part. part that sticks onto your shirt? Yes. Wow. The lapel thing. You're actually right about that. Yeah, it's, that's, it, what it's that's what it's for. <laughs> Who knew it was, it was for? Wait a minute. Yeah. I've been blown away twice now. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, so could, playing with that all the time. And then I'd see people in class taking the pen apart, taking the actual ink out, and then using the actual barrel to do not fun things to people oh, in yeah, class. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, right? I used to love doing that. <laughs> we used to, yeah, paper. you used the no pen, paper. the pen cylinder uh, to make spitball uh, cannons. Exactly oh what So you use it, you take a spitball, yep. put it in your mouth, and you go. Yep, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> oh, or, gosh, or, I love that. Or, or you take teeny pieces of paper. Okay, this is going down memory lane. Teeny little pieces of paper, yeah, and really squishing them together, yeah, yeah, and shooting them out and, and getting somebody on the back of the neck. I was hit a couple of times from the guy in the back in back row, and that would yeah, really hurt. Well, it, it hurt because it'd be like paper, yeah. yeah. Well, like a paper well, well the uh, the other use for the, the inside of the pen <laughs> was to um, how do I put this? Uh, if you needed a place to put some notes, you know, if you could write really, really tiny and. Put some notes in a little little piece of paper. Oh, keep it in the pen, okay. just in case you ran out of Idea. space in your notebook. Or <laughs> and I've watched enough Grey's Anatomy to know yeah. that you could sometimes use that to lodge into somebody's throat for a tracheotomy. To, oh, to make a trach. Right. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Doctor Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have the guts to do that? Do you think you could do that? No. I always wonder about those things. Like you know, you have to be very precise when doing that. 
Oh. Sure. Nerve. Or you also have to have some guts, all right? Like, right. Why, stick a hole you, in why did you why, why did you stick a hole in their throat? They're going to be fine. Well, I don't know. I saw it on Grace and <laughs> <laughs> They were they were breathing. They were breathing, so I thought I'd do that. Well, they would have lived they had you some, not stuck the bed in them. They needed some more breathing. <laughs> all right. That, it all started with the pen cap, and this is where we ended. Okay, right, very well, the pen good. pen with all those amazing uses. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, spitballs. I remember those. That's what those were used for. Those are great. Uh-huh. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast Chum 104.5. Podcast.